0: The key to success on the field and in your backyard is a comprehensive game plan. So if you're building a fence or a deck this year, trust a Turkstra coach to design, quote, or order the right materials for your project. Visit a Turkstra lumber near you to learn more.
1: From the Thai Cats Audio Network,
0: this is a Coach O Show with Luke Tasker.
1: Welcome back. It is week 19 in the CFL season, the Thai Cats. Getting ready for a game in Calgary and coming off of a big win against Sask at Tim Hortons Field last Friday, 5-10. and Coach, coming off of a win, how does it feel? How's the team doing?
0: Yeah, winning's always fun, Luke. It's uh, you know It was a hard-fought battle, and it wasn't uh, an easy thing, but a home playoff game of sorts. And uh, you're going to probably never, now that's a long time, but you're, you're rarely ever going to hear me complain uh, about winning
1: yeah absolutely what 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 stands out in the positive uh as for your team's effort uh in the sas game
0: just finishing the second half hmm. um, that just that's it you know three phases playing good football uh with the conditions there's always the, the wind factor at tim horton's field and you know i think the defense shutting them out the offense uh doing enough i think they had a fourteen play drive eight up almost seven and a half minutes. Uh, a key punt at the end of the game to pin them deep Uh, after, you know, and overcoming the quote unquote analytic odds of, you know, losing 80 plus percent of the time. If you get a punt blocked Um, that just shows the character and the fight and the grit of, of everybody. And uh, those are games, you know, uh, third down conversions. Those are things that prevented us from giving ourselves the best opportunity to win early in the year. And we've been able to learn from those experiences, and uh, in a close to a must-win game as you could as you could probably get, um, you know, we came through. the The win a few
1: weeks a few weeks back against Winnipeg, um, also at Tim Hortons Field, as well as this game against Sask. In both of those, your team put together uh, unbelievable fourth-quarter drives. Uh, both of them were actually just about seven and a half minutes, and they kind of stole the game away from Winnipeg and Sask, uh, you know, kind of preventing another chance for them to drive down the field. Are those drives, is it all execution? Is there something different about Tommy Condell's play calling at that in that situational uh, moment in the game?
0: Well, I think we were able to run the ball uh, relatively effectively. Um, you know, I know we did a little bit at the Winnipeg game, but last week uh, specifically against Saskatchewan we were able to do that and that's always going to you know, obviously, if you're running the ball, the clock continues to run. So you add up all those seconds uh, over a bunch of plays, and, um, you know, you, you kind of get the results in the time of possession. As far as the play calling, I mean, yeah, it's probably been a little bit different than we had been in the past. You know, we ran the ball more than we have all year and did it consistently, and nothing really changed down the stretch. And I think that there were some pretty good ball control passes. Uh, where your efficiency has a chance to be extremely high and and that sort of thing. And I think being in second and medium really affords you those opportunities. And I think, you know, a, a lot of the times uh, in crucial situations, we were in second and, and medium, you know, at a minimum. So, um, yeah, so definitely there, I you know, I'd be lying if I said the play calling wasn't different. It definitely was. Uh, but it's a combination of instilling confidence also. And it starts up front. And I just thought up front. Uh, on both sides of the ball uh, there we were extremely physical uh, Sask was physical also but uh, we were extremely physical and um, it showed
1: hmm. I want to touch on that on the uh, up front and, and, and the the protection as well again but before we go away from the run game did you guys expect that going in? Did you know that West Hills was going to have that kind of production? Were you game planning to to have such an emphasis on the run? Or as the night progressed, did you realize, hey, this is our best chance to to put points on the board?
0: That's a good question. I, we definitely had, to, had a plan to go in and we were going to get a certain amount of touches. Um, but again, the game unfolds different. And so then you you play the game within the game. But it definitely was a point of emphasis where... Uh, we were going to give it uh, a long look and see what Mm. it looked like. And we were expecting them to do the same thing. Now they switched up their game plan a little bit and went away from it and turned it in more of a drop back game. And so we were able to rush the passer a little bit more um, where, you know, if you really study their film, they were were a little bit more run-oriented leading up to our game. Mm. And so, you know, credit Jason, you know, their coordinator for – Changing it up, and and you know we were trying to really hunker down in the box and and that sort of thing. So we had to adjust from within. But um, you know I like the way we we responded.
1: Yeah, um, Wes Hill's kind of coming onto the scene late in the season. Earlier in the in the year, we were talking about uh, Sean Thomas, Erlington, Don Jackson, sort of and and their what was sort of a one two punch. Is this Wes Hill's spot now?
0: Yeah, I think Wes is gonna he'll he'll start for us again. And you know, I, I kind of equate it to, you know, we feel like we have three outstanding backs and, and that are all capable. And it it's kind of likened to what happened in uh you know last year when Don kinda of took the reins, I think I've may alluded to this before, uh in Edmonton. And that kind of sparked him and that was our guy down the stretch. Um and, and you know, I you know you don't ever know what the future holds, but I can tell you that West will definitely be our back um in Calgary along with Erlington.
1: Sure. Um, what's his, uh, we see his physicality um, from the outside. We, he's, he runs downhill very well. Um, and and we recognize his impact in, in pass protection, but can you tell us what are some of the, what are some of the other things that West Hill brings to the table? What's his energy like? Is he, uh, he, he seems to me, I am always smiling when we're interviewing him. He just seems like, First of all, like he genuinely likes contact. A lot of guys say like, you know, I'm physical, or, you know, I want to get in the mix. It seems like he is genuine about about his uh, enjoyment for the physicality of his game. But tell us some more things about West Hills. What does he bring apart from just uh, uh, the, that 120 yards on the ground?
0: Well, I'd be the first to tell you it hasn't been easy for him. You know, playing second fiddle is uh, just what it is. Mm. And, you know, he, had, he'll he be the first to tell you that I'm sure it was tough um, you know he's itching to get on the field. He made a few appearances as a, a designated import or designated American, if you will, as a backup. Um, but he wants, you know, he's a running back, and and you know that's what he signed his contract to be. But sometimes, you know, in this league, you got to cut your teeth a different way. Hmm. And he did that, and he was up and down off the roster. And you know, the one time that he was up, I you know I'm sure his carries were somewhere around 10 or under. And, you know, a back like that probably needs to get warmed up a little bit. So, you know, I will just start by saying that uh, he rode the storm out, and that shows that's the mark of a professional. And uh, he's a high-character guy. Uh, he works hard. And, yeah, he does love contact. Mm-hmm. He definitely is bowling for bodies at times. We're kind of encouraging him to run to daylight and not darkness and always trying to <laughs> run over people. But oh, wow. um, he is uh, – He's a hard worker, and, I, and I'll say this. He truly loves football. He truly loves football, and I would also say that uh, you know his teammates would better say, but I'd say he's an outstanding teammate.
1: That's great. Um, we, you touched on it briefly there, but to uh, set up the storyline of what happened on the, off, uh, on the line of scrimmage on Friday's game, week one, months ago, Hamilton's defense recorded one sack against, against Sask and the Sask defense got to Hamilton quarterbacks eight times that game. And then on mm-hmm. Friday, your defense gets seven sacks and, and they're only giving and while only giving up your offensive line, one sack. How does that happen? What did, how, how did that, what do you attribute that to?
0: Well, everybody gets the injury bug at different times. And, um, it's also early in the year. You're figuring out your football team mm-hmm. And you know, there's just all those type of variables that 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 you know enter into the mix, and that's just the truth, you know. And and I think um, you know it was a baseball score at halftime, if I can remember. I think we, you know, TSN was probably throwing their paper and hats, you know, when you have something over fifteen two and outs on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was. It was just one of those interesting games right where they had that home crowd and I don't know I think when we were out there was something like 15 to 13 with six minutes to go or something like that in the fourth quarter and then you know the wheels kind of came off so you know I attribute it to being early in the year Um, we were banged up a little bit up front and they were fresh I mean they were Mm. they were coming off and I think we're a little bit more solidified now up front offensively and I think we know a little bit better of what we have defensively up front and they're a little banged up And it's hard to just uh, show up and play with, uh, you know, it's hard to play with your backup sometimes up here, especially on the offensive line. And I I would just say that it's it's that it's two different points in the season. Mm
1: -hmm. You you held uh, Sask to net offense uh, of 229 yards, only 29 yards in the ground. You had the ball for four and a half minutes more than them. And then on the other side, you know, that said, it was not the passing attack that, that Dane Evans was hoping for that your offense was really looking for. You made it up in the ground. Is it meaningful to you and to your team that you maybe? I think you could argue that you found a different way to win that game than, than the other four games you had win, you had won the season going in.
0: Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, like I said, like to pitch a shutout in the second half is a, is a big deal Mm -hmm. that, uh, both confidence and then the, obviously the offense while we didn't light it up on the scoreboard we were able to get in position uh, to allow Seth two opportunities that he capitalized on um, you know we we're obviously trying to always put the ball in the end zone period and you know we've been emphasizing not letting the other team in the end zone and holding them to field goals or less and to get that accomplished I think is a was was a big deal and it's kind of what needed to happen uh, in order for us to, uh, you know, get the opportunity to go to Calgary in a meaningful situation.
1: What uh, lingers in your mind as to corrections from the SAS game that have to be made before you head out to Calgary?
0: Yeah, we got to keep our, our head about ourselves a little bit. You know, it's it's hard enough playing the other team. You don't want to play yourself. And what I mean by that is there's controllable factors, and you would know that from being around me. Luke and you know when we can control something you know a ref calling a holding call or those type of things that's football right but when you are taking unnecessary penalties or objectionable conduct things and it's something we address but you can't play for them you know that's something that has to be patrolled by the teammates and they got to pull each other out there there's not a coach out there on the field and they need to understand we just got to continue to put the team first and give ourselves the best opportunity so uh, that And then, of course, you know, we're coaches. You know, we're definitely happy at time and never satisfied. And we're always pushing the envelope. But, you know, I've always said this, that the perfect game's never been played and nor will it, you know, it won't ever be. So uh, it hasn't, uh, the perfect game hasn't been coached and it's not going to happen either. So what we're trying to do is not make repeated mistakes.
1: Let's get into a fan question here, Coach. Fans, be sure you can send, to, send your questions in each week to for coach to answer uh, on our episodes here, uh, game day at TyCats.ca. That's the email that you can send in any questions you have. This one week, uh, coach is from uh, is from Tony. He says, "Coach, in the post game show, you mentioned that you needed explanations from the officials on several calls in the game. Curious to know how that works. Do you call them up, or do you have an opportunity to chat with them after the game, etc.? Good luck in Calgary, Tony."
0: <laughs> Great question, Tony. they will answer that in reverse order. No. <laughs> We're not having any beers together after the game when there's no access to them. They are pretty open, but most of the time they're heading for the exits and whatnot. Um, so there's uh, there's a director of officiating, if you will. And so basically you can send plays in um, Darren Hackwood. You can send them into Darren Hackwood and there's, uh, you know, there's a, a board of, of people that will go over the plays and explain the rules uh and whatnot to you. And um, you know, oftentimes in all fairness, you 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 make a call or you email about some plays and the explanation you get uh just um let's just say it re triggers the emotions sometimes up over again. Um but uh it it, uh that's kind of the process to be honest with you if I'm answering you directly Tony it's you're able to send the plays in and if they need to get on a phone call and with further explanation and watch the, t- the plays together, they're more than willing to do that. So they're, they're more than helpful that way. But, uh, you know, they're, like I said, we don't, we don't coach perfect games and they definitely don't referee perfect games, uh, just like players don't play perfect games. So, uh, we try to help them the best we can. I know I do on the sideline every now and again.
1: Um, any anything from this past game that you've been able to shed light on, or or from some of the strangeness that uh, happened on on multiple occasions?
0: Uh, I don't know if you can get fined or anything on these shows. <laughs> I uh, don't
1: know either, coach. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so uh, you know, I still need a little bit more clarification on dribble. I think it's extremely clear to uh, some people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still um, learning that, and I'm you know I think that that's okay. Um, and you know, it's, you know, they're calling it by what's written and sometimes situations come up in unique fashions. I don't know if you could duplicate that play, uh, you know, and as far as the safety and some other things that happened, um, you know, sometimes you just have to agree to disagree and, um, and move on. And that's basically what we're doing. So, um, we always work for clarification so that we can be better coaches and and actually explain it to the players, Uh, About how things are being officiated. Mm. And, you know, let's, you know, be honest, that rule book's thick. And, you know, there's a lot of soccer things, to be honest with you. There's some carryover there that's unique about our game and some terminology. And uh, whether it's dated or not, it's definitely new to a lot of people. So uh, at the end of the day, we'll control what we can control and, and trust that when there's big decisions like that, that it's been reviewed by the command center or something like that and that they're getting it correct.
1: Yeah, specifically in the kicking game, the CFL is so nuanced and so unique compared to uh, uh, CIS, NCAA, NFL. It's just a thing of its own. A spe- specifically in the kicking game, and there's fun tools to be used, and and almost like loopholes in a sense, which is kind of like this dribble kick. I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little bit uh, uh, goofy at sometimes, but it, but you can also be, you know, you can do some really neat stuff. Uh, Jeff Reimbolt was was always uh, a good i felt brainstormer of, of kind of the ways you could use and abuse the CFL uh kicking game rules it's 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 fun when you go down the rabbit hole and youtube you can find some some craziness from years past with with uh those kind of plays but uh well we'll see i, I hope hopefully we can uh and share on the Ticats audio network at the what what kind of comes in response to that to the craziness that happened in with the dribble kick situation from last week's game uh, against Sask we'll see what comes of it though
0: <laughs> yeah i'll wait too yeah, I'll. Uh, it, there's always something going.
1: Coach Calgary, historically, not a city um, that has seen much tie cat success. Why? Why is it a tough place to play uh, in your mind?
0: Well, I just think the road at times is always tough, and I think Calgary's. You know, it's very rare when you look back when they haven't been a solid football team. I think they play. You know, uh, in the times I've been around, they've played three solid phases of football for the most part. And, um, you know, they've done a decent job of not beating themselves. Uh, but I can only speak for the times that, that I've played out there. I know there's some been, we've had some, some 10-7 battles. We've seen some football slip off a tee. We've seen uh, all kinds of different things uh, show up at, at times. We've seen a field goal blocked in the last, you know, minute of a game when we were going to go ahead and so there's been some unfortunate situations, and we haven't got some bounces. I think we've played well enough to win, but we haven't won. Um, if I could put my finger on it, I'd be sending that messaging. But you know, all of that uh, has zero bearing on us going out there uh, in 2022. You know, on the uh, on the 14th. Mm-hmm. You know, at 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 at. at well, I guess it'll be 7:30 that time. Mm-hmm. You know, 9:30 Eastern. So um, yeah, we don't run from the facts because that's what they are. Um, I can't pinpoint it. Uh, I know that uh, losing in general is no fun, and uh, we're going to look to turn that around this week or this Friday.
1: What is this team for Calgary 2022? What are they doing well right now?
0: I think they're playing with confidence, and they're running the ball effectively, a lot like we did last week. Mm -hmm. Um, They've got a quarterback that understands their system. I think Mayor's doing a great job. Dave's doing an outstanding job of – grooming him and bringing him along and uh he's not taking a lot of shots he's not getting getting hit and you know they're playing solid defense and special teams and when you play two other solid phases it takes a lot of pressure off of your offense so you know I think that they're they're kind of finding their stride and you know they're in a battle themselves for a you know to host mm-hmm. to host a playoff game so um you know credit them they're doing they're doing a great job but there's no t- football team out there that's flawless and uh and uh so we're, we're gonna look forward to this challenge is this
1: a a day three travel day week or are you guys traveling on thursday uh like a normal away game
0: yeah we're gonna, we're gonna go the day before luke okay. and uh we'll we'll uh do that so we'll have a three-day prep week just finished up uh you know day one and we'll uh we'll knock out the other two days and have a day before and and go out there and uh let it rip at uh friday at awesome well, Coach,
1: best of best of luck as you guys finish the prep week for Calgary. It is as close to a playoff game as uh, as you'll get short of playoffs, uh, as will all the last three games be. Um, listeners, the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is presented by Turkster Lumber. Check out the project coaches at Turkster Lumber. They can help with every part of your home renovation, including designing a deck, all the way to ordering a new front door. You can learn more at TurksterLumber.com. And, of course, be sure to send your fan questions in to, for Coach to, uh, to answer each week's show. That's at gameday at Ticats.ca. Coach, thanks again, man. Looking forward to uh, the episodes of the season, and best of luck in
0: Calgary. Awesome. Thanks, Luke. Thanks.
1: Another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is in the books. Let us know your thoughts. Email us at at Coach O and Luke are back next week to discuss the latest from the locker room. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.